0: Welcome to the Crush, Screen and In Between
1: podcast brought to you by
0: Evoquip.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fifth installment of the Crush, Screen and In Between podcast brought to you by Evoquip. Happy New Year. This is the, the first podcast since, or in 2023. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Andrew, what have you been up to, or what have we been up to uh, with an Evoquip? Do you want yeah. Fill everybody in.
0: Yeah, hi all, it's good to be back in 2023. Um, we're still podcasting, we're still trying to podcast and uh, yeah, what have, we, what have we been at? Um, we did some Bison 280 training here, we took the whole Evil Cup team to a 280 and did a good training day and just nice to get a day on site and get, get wet and get cold. Get and, uh, some of the
1: sales guys wet and muddy and yeah. get, their, get their shiny shoes dirty. Exactly, <laughs> um,
0: keep, keep, them, keep them out of the office a bit, yeah, so, so, yeah. That, so that was good. Um, we were
1: up at one twenty in Donegal, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, up doing a bit of service and supporting um our Irish dealer up there, so it's nice to get out and about. You've got
0: the Spanners
1: going. hmm Yeah, yeah, for a change. Good stuff. What else were we was it Ice
0: we guys you guys over from
1: Iceland last week? Um last two weeks. Yeah, weeks yeah. Yeah. We had uh, twelve customers over the first week and then I think it was around twenty then. Yeah. Um, on Friday past so uh, yeah that went very well got them around a couple of sites demoed some machines so um, yeah good good crack with those guys
0: yeah a couple of different applications I think they went home pretty happy they are so. very
1: impressed yeah successful couple of days successful I would
0: say so yeah definitely I suppose what's coming up next year we have, we have plans for Con Expo I know we haven't got Declan today we're, we're a chair short um, but Declan's Declan's very busy working on Con Expo for, for March this year so that's keeping him busy
1: and what else we had our strategy meeting last uh, this week last week last week yeah last week my <laughs> peaks are all over the place here is it Monday? Um, it was last week there uh, up in Belfast we had our, our strategy meeting for the year brand review and strategy meeting um, and we have although Declan is out we've actually filled his chair uh, with Andrew Lawrence so welcome Andrew from the States thank
2: you thank, thanks gents uh, looking forward to this uh fifth
1: podcast episode good i mean, i know you've been just itching to get on here absolutely itching since <laughs> i <I'm> came home <laughs> yeah no we thought we'd take the opportunity to get andrew on to the podcast and he's home from the states um and uh sort of
0: yeah we, we we had our we had our strategies we sort of had our strategy review and I suppose we had a team bonding and andy came over from the states and I think
1: you guys had a few pints. I was very sensible, but there was a bit of fun had. And Ach, always, always Best fun. Behavior. Always Best fun. Behavior. Always well behaved. <laughs> 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 yeah. So probably just let's maybe get into that. Andrew. Um, tell us a bit about yourself and your background. Where did you start out? Okay. So uh,
2: Marfeld man originally, um, and uh, here I went to University of Ulster, Coleraine. Uh, got out of there in 2003, and with the help of Invest Northern Ireland and actually one of our competition. Um, I started uh, with McCloskey in 2005 I know that's probably not what some of my dealers want to hear but uh, <laughs> uh, I was there I, I actually then went to work for a McCloskey dealer with Invest and I help going to the US for, for eight years um, after that then I, I was working for a Dobstat distributor in the US uh, working with dealers for, for six years and some of them were actually dealers that I deal with now.
1: Okay so so how long have you been in the States then all altogether? S- uh,
2: 17 years ago in December past. Seventeen, so, yeah, long
1: enough. Still got the Marafelt broke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a few days home with you boys, and the soon turns on. Huh? <laughs> you get very, you get very culty very quick. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so I suppose if you want to tell, uh, explain to everybody uh, on me because I don't really know what well, what do you do within Evilquip. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I'm the sales director for North America, so I basically manage in the territory and all the dealer relationships. Uh, constantly in communication with all of my dealers and it, it has been a little different uh, dealing with that uh, with the covid pandemic and everything going through but uh, i also oversee any of the support issues or warranty issues and those have become a key focus for us especially with our family feel yeah with all of our dealers yeah. good
0: and how many how many dealers do you deal with are you talking 20 or how many would you deal with over there i believe we're up to
2: 18 now okay i keep losing count Busy man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, very busy. Very, and especially now, now that things seem to be opening up, it's it, we're we're being very busy in the United States.
1: So uh, then, all, market in general, you know, uh, like you, you did touch on it there with COVID and all. It has been a tough couple of years just worldwide. Um, You know, the supply chain issues, COVID. How's the North American market out? Here uh, in
2: 2020,
1: did any of us know where we were going?
2: Um, I was. I basically it started and three weeks later i was at home with a laptop
1: yeah um, so you you were you just started evil quip and then
2: basically started with evil quip and then that was it there was it was COVID right after the con expo which is going to make it a little a little interesting being at this con expo where people i, I feel are back to shaking hands again and hanging out where the last time it was you were being told not to shake hands you were doing fist bumps you were doing yeah. elbows tapping or or actually they recommended you tapping feet the last time <laughs> oh lovely so yeah, that's the, the stuff you were doing the other night <laughs> yeah but, uh, feet tapping <laughs> oh, don't remind me was it, a, was it a tough couple of years then when you started with the, with with sort of kicking in so uh, it, with the the teams and the zoom it, it became that was the the way of having meetings with dealers uh constantly Sh- having surely that was
1: hard to build relations <laughs> just three weeks into the job and then everything was over the phone
2: for, fortunately, I knew a few of them, so that helped. and that was able to help. But um, then it wasn't until the travel started to open up, and at the start of 2022. But even though it opened up, it was still very awkward trying to go anywhere, yeah. um, anywhere with connection flights. The, the plane was lost. The pilot was lost. The pilot got COVID. It <laughs> yeah. was, you could you could name the excuses, and uh, but th- it was very hard still to travel. It's, it started to get a little easier here as we get into the end of the year, but and. You, you guys are aware, like the travel hasn't been easy. Yeah, it's been mm. a tough couple of years, travel-wise.
1: But but the market has been pretty good in general, um, recently just off the back of COVID.
2: Well, I think what we saw in the US and, and the Canadian markets was a lot of stimulus money was poured in whenever the COVID happened. The Fed basically said, we're not going to let this take our markets down. And the, the, the money was pouring in to keep businesses alive. So they would keep putting money and in, money into it, mm-hmm. and that money has made its way all through through the people and into the property markets, mm-hmm. where our housing developers have been flat out, mm-hmm. and now we're starting to see where the Fed are having to tighten it again. So we're starting to see a little a little bit of a caution, but I think we're going to start moving in different directions here now with uh, more infrastructure money coming in.
0: Okay, and okay. you think the model will change slightly?
2: yeah I think we're good we're seeing a lot of properties we're going more towards apartment buildings condos but we're also seeing a lot of infrastructure coming Okay,
0: okay. so more roads and, and heavy, heavy
2: infrastructure yeah so more roads more bridges okay. yeah we're seeing a lot of that
1: And then, well I don't know correct me if I'm wrong but like you think of apartment blocks high-rise and all that. and then when I picture houses in the states they're more timber frame but apartment blocks but more concrete and
2: well, the apartment blocks would be concrete, but then mm-hmm. you've got here you've got uh, large uh, condos and stuff, and um, in the built-up areas that would be wood frame too. Okay. So, but uh, and I I would say we're going to see much more of that as the interest rates are higher. It's harder to it's harder to justify those prices and mortgages at those prices.
1: Mm. Okay. So uh, tightening the belt somewhat, but within the next five years, you still see um, a positive market.
2: I still see a positive market because we do we do fo- tend to focus on the recycling aspect of things, especially mm-hmm. with our Cobra range. So we would see mm-hmm. like the asphalt recycling and the, and the concrete recycling, and I think tipping fees are getting higher at the uh, at the landfills. So you're going to start to see more of that. Yeah. But we're also going what we are also going to see is we're going to see a lot more repeat customers coming back to us. Um, and we've already started to see that where uh, someone doesn't just buy one or two Evoquips. We're seeing three and four right now.
1: Um, repeat customers, would they have been uh, new to the crushing screening initially, or um, have they just moved from one brand to Evoquip brand yeah, we, machines? We're seeing a lot of our uh, customers where there may be
2: an excavation contractor, bought a cold 600 to do some topsoil uh, to finish off their projects. And then they say, well, why can't I make that material myself? Mm. and then they're getting into a bison 120 or yeah. a bison 280 they're saying yeah. why can't i crush that yeah and then after they start crushing that they go well i want to crush the asphalt too and i want to get it smaller so maybe i want that cover 230r yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and that's a it's a key sort of strategy of ours is to you know bring these new people into the industry start them off with a smaller machine a smaller investment and then grow with them like we do offer machines from yeah. 3 tonne to 35 tonne um, so it, it's nice to see that starting to work already, and Evoquip in the market only now six years, and we're starting to see those those customers growing, mm-hmm. growing already, that's, which is brilliant.
2: And I think it, it also here, it, it, it our machines are a lot easier to operate than other machines out there. Yeah, they're 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 fairly straightforward, so it takes away a, a certain amount of risk for the owner, and it also they're very affordable. Yeah, and that's I suppose
0: our our key is is use your ability you know the easier a plant is to use the better nobody wants to get something they don't know how to use or take months to learn
1: it yeah well it's so hard to get labor nowadays too it's so hard to get guys to run these machines so you want somebody that, that that doesn't have to think about it if he's running a loader or an excavator that he's able to operate Um, you know a crushing a screener t- easy yeah. w- without too much hassle so yeah,
0: A look at a Cobra, I think you, you key on and two buttons and you can crush And as easy as that. There you go. And is there a much a difference, I suppose, region-wise, we know the States is, is obviously a very big, it's a very big place. Is there a difference then region-wise to maybe machines and applications? Or or what? How does, it, how does that split, you know, compared to East Coast, West Coast or, or Central?
2: Well, we've had great success um, on the West Coast with, with our Cobra series. Um, just they're they're easier to move to move the, the actual regulations in the California is they're very strict on the on the trucking rules right. um, so it, it's it's a lot easier to move a Cobra 290R in one piece than it is to move uh, something bigger like a 320 say mm-hmm. um, so we've had great success with that and, and like our Colt 1000 there's no permits required for that so yeah. we can move straight down the road but we're seeing like in the highly populated areas, we're seeing more of an interest in the smaller stuff because it's smaller footprint taken up by the construction site.
0: Yeah. So. And similar to Europe then, you know, we see that a real benefit of our small construction sites and yeah. compact machines.
1: And a sort of counter to what you would initially think with America, like you think lo- looking inwards, you think everything's bigger, you know, bigger trucks, bigger roads. Um. So Big, bigger, bigger, uh, bigger coffee cups. to Gandhi's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I could nearly take a bath in your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I would say that our dealers, like, some of them have said, "Hey, I always thought it was about bigger crushers, bigger screens." But I do have one or two dealers, like uh, Sam, there down in Texas, said to me. He said, "I was absolutely blown away." He said, "I, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to sell that many Colt 600s and they, it's the excavation co- uh, contractors. It's the yeah. beginner guy that's coming in, and they're looking at those smaller screeners, and that gets them started. And it's probably only it's probably only a year or two, and they're back looking for a bigger one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah and and everybody's Michael's got to start somewhere. As Michael said, our range teeters for that sort of entry
0: level, and then up from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, excuse me. So and then on the impactors, as you said. Are they our customers? There's, you think there's a market there for the sort of compact style impactors, which people wouldn't think that the states would really cater for.
2: There, uh, there is because I think we we're, we've moved away from the m- moving all the material to the one site to be processed, and we're actually seeing now that we can move the machine along and process the material. It, it's the cost of trucking the material all back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the machine can be moved. It, it can be set up in ten or fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, we're seeing a lot more, and we're a lot more of the the contractors doing maybe 10 ten, fifteen thousand tons. Yeah, do, doing smaller projects too. So, so we're seeing that. But I would say with impactors, there's there's certain parts of the states that are are more impactor territories, like like down in Texas or over in California, where if you get into like the Northeast or the Northwest, that's more John Cone. That's heavier, heavy, harder heavy rock. rock with granite, yeah. but. Listen, even if you're doing hard rock there, there's still concrete, there's still asphalt. Yeah, I uh, Yes. And you can't, do, if you're doing asphalt and you're trying to get down to half inch minus, you can't do that with a with a comb.
1: Yeah, and, and we're seeing that in, you know, we're seeing the big green and sustainability push in Europe and elsewhere in the world. Um, it was a big talking point in uh, Bauma and, and Hillhead and, and other shows it's is it something you're going to see you think we're going to see in con expo is there as big a push in the states as there is elsewhere for the sustainability and the green
2: oh de- definitely in the states uh, when it comes to recycling we are definitely behind europe but we are seeing a lot more of a push now um, especially with our the tipping fees like i mentioned earlier and the, in the mm-hmm. landfills we're starting to see them come up and now so we're, we're seeing the world's most recycled material is actually asphalt I don't know if you guys were aware of that, but I'm seeing reports that there was 80% of of asphalt pavement that's removed gets recycled. 80%? Well,
1: that's funny because I was reading um, a report there uh, last week that said 90 plus, 90% was being reused. And we we touched on this back uh, on one of our other podcasts, our cycling podcast, that most uh, of these guys that are producing asphalt, previously they were afraid to go anything above like the 20 percent mark of recycled material into their new product because they were you know afraid of the quality uh, of the product but but now we're seeing that come through that the, the people are pushing right up to 80 percent and 80 percent mark so um
2: yeah every every state has its own regulations like what how, how fine does it have to be crushed to be reused and how, how, what volume can be reused per day by each batch plant that they, they'll have their own regulations but we're seeing those starting to go up
1: so like and we see we do see a lot of uh, cobras in asphalt applications uh, here and the rest of europe um, but like there's a lot of D as well you know a lot of demolition um, work with our cobras do you see as much of that because I, again i just picture you know timber frame homes uh, and that do you see as much or is asphalt the number one market for our cobras
2: well uh, asphalt and concrete are would be our two two big markets uh, within the U.S., we say C and D, but if you look at C and D, uh, outside of doing hospitals, schools, like when you demolish them, if it's a, if it's a property, it's usually a timber frame, like you said. Mm-hmm. So you've got timber frame, then you've got shingles, which, and, and shingles also get recycled and go back into the uh, to the asphalt as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are that's typically our and D would be full of that stuff. Um, Whereas over here, you'd have a lot of brick. Yeah,
0: a, sh- a shredder would be more. Would it would, would be more would would be more way to um, within
2: housing in the states for example. Like, Pro- probably yeah. for, the, for the housing, okay. um, or grinders. Yeah. but but of course you you'd want to have it cleaned up clean before you put it into a high speed grinder. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely it's a different kind of consistency with less brick. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and of course these Evoquip Cobras, they 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 do fit the bill for going in and demolishing hospitals and schools and crushing that concrete. But it's just what do we see in our streams? And I think RC&D when it comes to a murf, it's got less of that brick. Okay, yeah. Especially when someone's paying to get rid of it. He he doesn't want to pay by the ton and have the heavy stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, He's yeah. going to try and figure out somewhere else to go with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So those are actually going to somewhere where they can be repurposed.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's interesting the difference there between the
0: States and Europe. You yeah. Know we would very much RC&D is, you know, is houses and, and barns and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So obviously far less of that in the States.
1: Yeah. Um. So what what would be our biggest selling machine and our biggest model in the states?
2: I, I would have to say it's got to be our Colt one thousand. That one there has been a, a winner from day one. Yeah. So yeah, every, every dealer seems to love them. They're uh, they're what a thirteen and a half foot screen box by four feet. Yeah. Um. But it's the it, it doesn't need any permits. It's got a higher discharge height. And the, the key is the 74 horsepower engine, not needing DEF. No DEF's a big and, one. Yeah. Any of our excavation guys that are getting into these, they, they, they don't want to be running deaf. Yeah. yeah, uh, they've, they've, Everybody's had that bad experience with deaf and construction equipment, and
1: they don't want yeah. to see it again. Especially, you know, you say, you're further north you go, or even Canada and that, and your hard winters, I'm sure it's a big advantage with it, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it's just, and, and I think it's more of a relief to the, to the end user. Yeah. One,
1: one less thing to worry about. Yeah.
0: And that's uh, even in Europe, you know, in the UK and Europe, that's obviously you know it's the same thing. No, DEF's obviously a. Sorry, d- Andy, do you want to explain what DEF is, just in case
2: anyone out well, there doesn't know? <laughs> well, especially here, we'd have to call that blue, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, no, it's the death that's going into the exhaust system, and uh, what what does it do? I d- d- DEF is diesel <laughs> <laughs> exhaust. You're the engine expert there.
1: i yeah, the awesome. arms
0: DEF, DEF, I suppose, is diesel exhaust fluid. Um, it, it's the uh, it's the, it's the it's u- it's urea we would call it urea, and it's uh, it's sprayed into the exhaust to, to so a chemical reaction takes place which then cleans up the exhaust essentially. Um, but yeah, as I say, we on Europe we, we see the same problem where everyone's happy to get away, as far away from death as
2: possible because of the. Yeah, I think we've had we've heard of those horror stories with some engines and and things, and just everybody just wants to get away from the risk yeah it, it, it's scary whenever you are you're, you're dependent on something or mm-hmm. you can't get it you can't mm-hmm. get it to work maybe you run it out of death you have to have somebody come and reset it mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. can't just hit a reset button yourself so and, and it's
0: not going away largely you know death isn't going anywhere it's it's we see it now in our vans and our trucks and our cars coming so it's going nowhere but yeah. that if we can try to the more we can try to to not use it the better
1: but I'd say there's other advantages on the Colt 1000 also only over that, that like, it's a very aggressive screen box I'm sure works pretty well for a lot of the guys
2: yeah no they, definitely that little screen box has worked out really good for all and for all the rental fleets yeah and, and here we're, we're finding other people that love putting it right behind the jaw crusher too the Little Colt 1000
0: yeah
2: Cause it's a pretty it's a pretty robust it's plant it's a it? pretty robust plant yeah and even
0: we would say to see him you know across the, across the world you know what a quote thousand is, is a really it's a really good plant for us and we we get compliments and everyone seems to love it yeah and and where do you see then I suppose going forward where do you see is the is the big potential for evo in north america
2: well i gotta i gotta say we've got we do have some exciting stuff coming in the next couple of years like you, you and me were at the strategy meetings there there is a few nice product products that are going to be coming in the next yeah. couple of years um and and that comes off the back of of where we where we get the idea for them, we have to listen to our network. Yeah, yeah. our dealer network. Uh, that they, they they're coming through with the ideas and they're saying, "Here's what we need," and and if, if we listen to them, we, here that's that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna learn. And
1: you have to listen to them, like you know, they're the guys on the ground. They're the guys listening to the customers and in contact with them daily. So um,
0: yeah, and and any as you say, it, it comes through them and what they're he- hearing from from customers. Yeah, and we would be wrong to not. To ignore them, it would be you know, where would we be if we did?
1: Oh, you couldn't ignore some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I could you not know, if you tried, you couldn't ignore it. <laughs> so, and, and
2: here, I think there'll be a few open days coming within the next two years as well because we're going to have to release them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, like in the states on the compact side of things, the compact market crushing the screen of market. Um, who is the leading uh, brand? Uh, w- would it be because I look in it, you do see a lot of lot of marketing we seem to be pretty well spread out over the states um, and we're only going six years so uh, would you say we're we're up there
2: I, I i was looking at numbers actually earlier and we're still waiting on the last of our numbers coming in there for december but uh looking at it now i think it's it's between us and rubble master yeah uh, pretty much neck and neck who at the start uh, here they they were they were the market leaders yeah like six years ago they, we, yeah. they, they, we were looking up to them um, but now uh, I think they're still maybe marginally ahead on the crushers but definitely we're way ahead on the screeners so mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we're, we're we're pretty much neck and neck now. Good. Which here that's a, that's <laughs> a big statement. Yeah, yeah we're doing and something say, right. in six years too
0: you know we've only been doing this, Evoquip is only, only six years old so we're, we're doing pretty well I'm here thanks
2: to the hard work of yourself Andy in the States. But more thanks to hard work from my, my dealers.
1: Yeah to, like, right I, you have to put it like although the technology it, and the technology is there. The product's a very good product. You know, it's innovative, some great features and benefits. But, you know, the product's only as good as the support. So, definitely, I'd say a lot of that's down to the dealer network and, and your yourself, family
0: and, and why why do you think the dealer network is, is so successful? What what is it about them that makes them so successful?
2: Well, I I think uh, our dealer network have usually most of them have actually large rental fleets, and they, they've got a great product support like uh, great service teams and here a lot of them spe- are specialized very specialized so they're like only Terax brands but it's, so they might have power screen but they'll have us but they they're they're very specialized in what they do now they're focused and they're very focused yeah, yeah. and and th- those guys they, that's what they live for yeah and competitive they're pretty and, competitive and they're su- oh they're su- they're super competitive so but that's what makes them care so much whenever yeah. we ask them hey what do you want to see next what what products can we have and uh, here we've got a great product support team behind them in Louisville. We've got like Josh there uh, with his parts department, and Louisville's fantastic. And Tracy with his support team as well. Yeah, it's, we've we've definitely got everybody clicking, and uh, we've got all our parts support coming out of Louisville to the dealers. So there's there's pretty much everything on hand. There. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and I suppose as you mentioned, Michael, too, the products. You know, they still, they're still, we still have some pretty good product ranges, and you know, we. We do believe a product range is as best as there is out there in the compact. Space. Oh, definitely,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but but in the states, definitely to get the foothold we got in such a short space of time, it has to be down to that that support um and that relationship building with the customer. That's one thing I would sort of always think about with uh, the states in Canada is that they they build extremely strong customer relations.
2: Yeah, it's it's it is a different market out there, and like, uh, my first boss when I went to the states. Always said people buy from people here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said if you keep your name clean and everybody you, you you do your thing for for your customer, he said they'll never forget it. Yeah. So uh, I I will say that the, the products like we've we've got the the hydraulic aprons on the on the two thirties and two nineties. I don't think any other competitor that we have in that in that have, in market the compact market actually games, has no. that. Yeah. Um, and to, to a customer he don't, might not even realise it when he buys the machine. Yeah. But after he's actually run it, he says, hey that that's that's more useful than i thought yeah yeah um and now and everything's easier to transport but we've also tailored the machine around the industries and where we where our dealers see us going like we've seen more of the asphalt so andrew you were the one developed it we we went to we went to a radiator that actually had better spacing and stuff for the 230 to work on the asphalt so it's it's definitely those sort of things and moving toward to helping the dealers go get after their market that's what we need to do
0: yeah, yeah. And, uh, as you say, and we we didn't see that. We didn't see probably as much asphalt in in, in Europe as we did in the states. And um, you know, we worked hard with the guys, the guys in North America, to develop the radiator, and we really see the benefits of it now. We really think it's a, a real good step forward for our two thirty. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and 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 on that, I and, and on that sort of the, the support and the. The knowledge of the market. I know Andy, your knowledge of that market and your knowledge of customers and end users, it always astounds me how many of them you know. I know we spent a bit of time in, in Nashville at the show last year and it took hours to walk through the show because every, he was stopped at every single stand to talk to someone he knew or someone he'd sold a trommel
2: to. And you must be in every site in the States shaking <laughs> hands. That's what you like to do. See Getting it. out there, talking to the end users and seeing what exactly do they need. Yeah. That's uh, that's the fun part of the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And you're you're very personable, you're, you're a you're
0: lovely fella, you're a good guy to spend time with, so you're 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 very good at that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and we'll get you over for
2: Con Expo too, Andrew, so we're gonna to have to walk the whole way around that <laughs> one too. So that's what I'm worried about. Take you, it. you three days. Get <laughs> <laughs> them up
1: and shoes on. <laughs> you need them. Yeah. So do you think the gays will give you much stick for getting on the podcast? Or are you happy enough with the way that went? I think that
2: went
1: well. <laughs> I think so too, yeah. yeah. Um, Hopefully good. you don't get too much stick from the dealers out there for <laughs> <laughs> I think it went very well. <laughs>
0: um and renewal, I suppose what's what's happening around the around the world?
1: Well we we've got two new additions to our internal team. Um both Paul and Fergal have joined.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, great additions to the team. Yeah. Um and then Andrew, uh, Lawrence, yourself, we've, we've signed up a new dealer in the province of Saskatchewan, in Canada.
2: Yeah, and no, I think you, you'd you be familiar with that province, would you, Michael? I,
1: I would have been up around that area for a wee while ago, yeah. yeah. No. yeah.
2: These guys are actually they're a, a case construction and a case ag dealer, um, but they're, they're, they're always growing. And uh, hey, they were a family dealer, so they're not... Um, it's not new to them doing crushing and screening, but that's big farm country up there. Yeah. Uh, so that will give us good coverage for the, for the province of Saskatchewan.
1: So. Very good. I've been looking forward to do a bit of training with those guys.
2: Yeah, I think we've already penciled that one for I think May time, right? <laughs> I think go so. Go in the summer, I would think. And I, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I actually think uh, I, I've been trying to tell Michael you might want to hold off until. Maybe harvest time, it'll be time to get you in a combine. Get a wee spin uh, in a combine? Yeah, the, the guys at Redhead are looking forward to getting a few of us in the combines. That'll be
1: nice. Yeah. They,
0: they've been, is it seventy five years they've been they've been going for? Yeah, I believe so. That's good. I know I know I I, I think their branding's really good. They're really good branded their marketing teams class. They're really doing a great job of marketing themselves, I think. Yep. They're they're doing really well. Um, what else? Um JCB, I see JCB and Powerstream. J- Powerstream are going to drop some JCB engines into some plants. I seen there uh, mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Was it the Chief Team, Chief um, Warrior fourteen, Chief Twenty one? Okay. What was it? Top of my head, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that.
1: Um, see also JCB and hydrogen.
0: Um,
1: yes. initiative their portion. Yeah. 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 Uh, that stuff looks really cool. Um, and, and again, it, really it brings good. us back to the hydrogen versus battery. Yeah. JCB just gone straight to. State no of Hydrogen. Med- no messing. Nope, no, not mean, a bit of it.
0: A great, nice green engine too. So, 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 so suit so us, us Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's going to Con Expo too. I think they're taking that to Con Expo. Yeah, I believe yes. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? See, Red Rhino signed up. Is it Russell? Russells in in the UK. Okay. As a leader, um, I think Russells are are again an agricultural leader, so that one's interesting enough for the UK. Um, and what else on Con Expo? See, Kickstarter bringing their there are finally to the to, to Explore? that'll be interesting to see yeah and that's the, the big impactor. so that'll be interesting to see and, um, obviously here we wouldn't see the states probably as you say Andy is behind the the Europe electrification
2: way so it's it, it's it's been behind but I'm starting to hear now that demands from California that'll be that'll be where it'll all start in the California California will be the first to be asking for the electric and, and we've had some requests for for electric in the in the 290r size
0: and is that is that customer driven or sort of
2: the california state laws or it'll it'll be driven by government eventually okay okay i think they're recommending it now but i don't think that there's any state laws or anything okay pushing you into it just yet just That's
0: yet okay because mm-hmm. obviously it's a carb and all that sort of stuff they would they would, be, would they, have, they have a tighter air restriction
2: policies? In the, in they the do, route? they have the lot, a lot tighter air restrictions, so the, uh, a lot of our dealers have to apply for all special air permits. Okay,
0: okay. I think, is there anything else going on?
1: I think that's pretty much it so far. Okay. Well
0: that, That'll that do that us for the start 20 of 2023.
1: Yeah, yeah. Andrew, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank yeah. you for Excellent. having me. We'll have to get some of your, your dealers on um soon. Get an interview with one or two of them, and
2: get them
1: when they're home. Yeah, yeah. I know one of them; um, he can't fall asleep at night without listening to uh, us. So uh, we'll definitely have to hit him to get him on. <laughs> Not dropping any names, but and he, he a- knows who he is. Yeah, and
2: there's another one that's back and forth here co- quite often, so we'll have to get him by too.
1: More than welcome,
2: exactly, The more the barrier
1: Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Crush Screen and In Between podcast. Thanks all.
0: Thank
1: you.